You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem Israel, 5783, 2022. This week's Parsha's Parsha's Parsha's, we begin the Torah from the beginning, Parsha's in the beginning, Kodesh created the world. I'd like to share with you a piece in the Medrash, which at first glance seems to not be so connected to Parsha's, doesn't seem to be connected to the story or to the fact that Hashem created the world. However, as we'll see together, there's a very deep and profound connection of this Medrash, indeed, to the concept of Bracious. And we're going to speak about the concept of from beginning to end. Amar Reb Simon, Mishum Reb Yishoban Levi. Reb Simon tells us something in the name of Reb Yishoban Levi, a very interesting idea, a fascinating idea, and a fascinating story coupled with this idea. Manspach. We find the concept of manspach. There are five letters in the Hebrew alphabet which are written differently depending on the location of that letter in the word. These five letters are mem, nun, tzadi, pe, chaf, manspach. And the mem has a mem and a mem sofis, a last, a last mem if it's written at the, le- the end. So on and so forth through all of them. Now what is the concept? So we've spoken about this concept before as the concept of Mashiach. These are the letters that are doubled, and there's Pekoid Pekariti, the letter Pei, which has a, a Pei in the middle and a Pei in the end, represents the statement of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, when he came to redeem the Jewish people, he said a double Pei, Pekoid Pekariti, he said two words that start with that letter. Each of these letters has a different indication of some concept related to redemption. Beginning and end, in the middle and the end, a concept related to the end means we are moving into a new reality. That's what redemption means, moving from being slaves in Egypt to being the chosen nation of Hashem, receiving the Torah, being a light unto the nations, etc. But our Medjish here talks about this in a different context, and it's very much related, and it's very much important, very important to understand. And this concept is as follows. So, first of all, before I get to Rabbi Yirmiya, first of all, we have Rabbi Shubin Levi. He says that the Tzayfim Amrum, the Manspach, these five letters were said by Tzayfim. Tzayfim means seers, those who see, which is a very interesting idea. Who are the Tzayfim? Who are those who see? The Pashtas, the simple explanation is it's, it was said by the prophets, those who can see the future, those who in the beginning are able to see the end. But it seems to say two opposite things. It says it's I was given over to Moses on Mount Sinai. So which way is it? Is it the prophet said it? Is it something that our later sages instituted? Is it something that we received from Moshe on our Sinai? What is the idea here? And the answer, as the Gemara says, it's a Gemara in Megillah, the Gemara says that they're all true. That it was originally given over to Moshe Rabbeinu. It was something that was forgotten and this is an important point. Let's focus in on this point because it's very important to understanding what does it mean the beginning and the end. It was something that was given over to Moshe Rabbeinu at Mount Sinai. It was forgotten. And then it was restored by the prophets. It was restored by the later, the later sages. This idea of a, a letter in the middle, a letter at the end. What is the idea? What is the concept of it being forgotten, being restored? What does this teach us? He says 
that which that which the tzayfim, the prophets were metakein, that they established. So he seems to be saying that it's not something that was there before, it was something that was reestablished or established later. Let's try to understand this. Medrash gives us a story. Now listen to this story because this is such an interesting story and it's so essential to understand the concept. There's a story that happened on a particularly dark day. It was a day of rain. It was too hard to get. It was very difficult to get to the study hall. The sages did not get to the base finish. They weren't able to reach the place where they studied Torah. There were children there, young children. The children had come to learn. They wanted to study the Holy Torah of Hashem. But there were no teachers to teach them. So they said, Let's make our own group. Let's make our own group of, of to study. Let's make our study group together. Amru Matam. So this was an, a unique day. The kids got to school, but the, the teachers didn't. And the kids said, let's, let's learn stuff. Let's try to understand the Torah ourselves. Matam Ksiv Mem Mem. Nun Nun. Tzadi Tzadi. Pei Pei. Kaf Kaf. What is the understanding of why we have these double letters? The Mem and the Mem Sufis. The Nun and the Nun Sufis. Why do we have these two different versions of each of these five letters? Elami Ma'amar Le Ma'amar. So the, the children said an amazing pshat. They said an idea, an incredible idea. They said the two mems indicate ma'amar and ma'amar. Each of these words start with the letter mem, which is also needing explanation whenever we have a concept like this. We're going to say that each of these letters of manzpach are really a hint to a larger word. We need to understand what does that mean, also in the context of beginning to end. They said, Ma'amar lemamar, one word to another. Minemon lenemon, from one trusted trusted one to another trusted one. Mitzadik letzadik, from one righteous one to another righteous one. The letter pe represents the word pe, which means mouth, from one mouth to another mouth. Mikaf lekaf, the letter kaf represents the word kaf, which means a palm. From one palm to another, from one hand to another. What does this mean? So these children explain this false. The word of Hashem, the word, the statement, from one statement to another statement, means that there was a statement that was made by God, as it were, and it was given over to Moshe to state. The Torah, that we're speaking about the Mesorah of the Torah. Interesting, right? We're talking about Halacha Moshe Misinai here. We're talking about a concept which is... Uh, Given was given over to Moshe, was forgotten, and we're talking about it being re-remembered, recalled, reinstituted. We're talking about it though in the initial point. These children are saying a pshat in Manspach, and they're saying it's so deep, so beautiful. They're saying there was a giving over from Hashem to His trusted servant Moshe Rabbeinu, because Shabbos Shenikra Kel Melech Naman referred to God as the the God who is the King who is trusted. Moshe Rabbeinu is referred to as the trustworthy one. As Hashem says, as the verse tells us in Numbers chapter 12, verse 7, in all of my house, he is trustworthy. Mitzadik, Litzadik, the letter Tzadi represents 
the righteous one, giving over the Torah to the righteous one, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Tzadik, God is referred to as the righteous one. As the verse says, we say it every day in Ashrei, God is righteous in all of His ways. He was given over to Moses, who is referred to as a tzaddik, as a righteous one. The righteousness of Hashem He did. The pasuk refers to the. To, I'm sorry. The these children refer to the letter pay as being a reference of one mouth to another. Right. Moshe Rabbeinu received from Hashem's mouth as it were. And he spoke out with his mouth. Mikaf lekaf, from one palm to another, from one hand to another. Mikaf yodesh lekodesh borchu, lekaf yodesh lemaisha. From the hand of Hashem into the hand of Moshe Rabbeinu to Moses. V'simu aysan wa'onach hacham gedolam Yisrael. So an amazing thing happened. An amazing thing happened. What happened? They, they, when the, when the rabbis finally arrived, the sages, the teachers finally arrived into the base medish where these kids had sat around, probably I imagine, in the same positions as the great rabbis who taught them. They would sit around and they would have conversations about Torah. So these children also emulated their teachers. And they came up with this beautiful pshat in the letters. Mem, mem, nun, nun. They came up with this beautiful pshat. And the sages came into the, to the basement. They found the kids sitting around and studying and, and explaining these letters. And they, they said, wow, there's something special about these children. So they wrote down the names of these children. They wrote down the names of these children. And these very children, these very children were the ones who came out eventually as incredible, great scholars, these kids who sat down by themselves when the Rebbe's weren't present and they studied and they came up with a new pshat, a new idea in the, in the, in the letters of the Torah. Who were these sages? Now listen to this because this is incredible. Who were these sages later on? They became great sages. These were the children. They became the great sages, Rabbi Yezer, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, the Helega Rabbi Akiva. The great sages of the Mishnah. A child, a child is, is, there's something hidden inside of this child which eventually bears fruit. And the Medrash ends off with three words which are difficult to understand. The whole entire Medrash, as we'll soon see, is very difficult to understand. As Mephoshim point out. But the last three words are also an enigma. Perhaps we can understand. Mitzvahem will have an explanation. But Anoichi der Meir bechule. It ends up by saying Anoichi of Reb Meir. Anoichi, famous word, first word of the Aser Sadibris, the Reb Meir of Rabbi Meir. Who's this Reb Meir? What's it referring to? What's this Anoichi? First word of the Aser Sadibris. What does it have to do with our conversation here? Okay, so there's a problem with this Medrash. This problem, you might have already thought of the problem. But the problem is that the Medrash says that there were three children here. Three of these children became incredibly great sages of the people of Israel. Who were they? Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yeshua, and Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva is the most obvious problem because Rabbi Akiva says that he didn't learn any Torah until he was 40 years old. Rabbi Akiva was an Amaharitz. He was an ignoramus. 
He only started to learn when he was 40 years old. So how could it be that as a child, the Majid is telling us that, that he said this chiddush, he understood this amazing pshat. Furthermore, Beliezer, who's one of these three, he was 28 years old when he started learning the Torah. Before that, he was a businessman. His father didn't let him learn Torah. His father forced him to be involved in the business. Only when he was 28 did he start to learn. He became one of the greatest sages of the entire Talmud. He became the, the great Belazar, Belazar Agadol. So, what does the Medrash mean? How can the Medrash say that these three children were the great sages who would come later? They only became great later in their lives. They didn't have a foundation in Torah learning. What is the understanding of this? So, there's an incredible secret. It's hidden inside of this medrash. What is this, like we said at the beginning, what does this have to do with Bracious? What does this have to do with the Torah? Okay, we could say, you know, in a, in a very um, simple understanding, we could say that the medrash is laying down the foundation. The Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu. Every single word we have in the Torah is Emes Lamita, it's the deepest steps of truth. We need to know that before we start the Torah, we need to know at the beginning of the Torah that this is something that was given over from Hashem's mouth to, to Moshe Rabbeinu's mouth, from the ultimate trustworthy one, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God Himself who created the world, to the ultimate trustworthy human being. We, we know we can trust this. The children understood that. So it's a foundational idea that we need to have before we start learning the Torah. But I would like to suggest something even deeper than that. Really something incredible. So gishmak. Such, a, such an awesome shot. And it seemed to me to be, I think, the Pashup shot. And what this message is saying. In order to understand, I'd like to share with you what the Marzu says in answering this question of who is Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua Rabbi Kiva? Who are these people? They, they, as children, they learned this, but we know that they didn't. Uh, Rabbi Yeshua did. Rabbi Yeshua learned all of his life. He was a great sage. But Rabbi Lazar started at the age of 28. Rabbi Akiva, we know, started at the age of 40. What does the Medrash mean? So he says an incredible thing. <laughs> he says that the truth is that Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lazar, it's true that they started at the age of 28 and 40. But they didn't really. They actually started at a very young age. They started as children. They were sent to Cheder. They studied the Torah. And they had an opportunity in this story to make a, to, to bring into the world an incredible Chiddush. An incredible idea. They ended up, as their childhood progressed, they didn't continue learning. They didn't continue in the Cheder. They didn't continue studying. Rabbi Yeshua did. Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Akiva didn't. Took Rabbi Akiva forty years to come back to Torah, and it could be as I was thinking about as I read this pshat in the Marzu, it could be that you know we wonder like what inspired Rabbi Akiva to to want to become a great Torah scholar. Like he he saw drops of water dripping onto a rock, and he said the Torah can make a, a dent in my mind. Why would he think that thing? He hated Talmud Chacham. He hated the Torah scholars. The answer is because he had learned as a child. Perhaps we could say he had learned as a child, so he tasted the sweetness of the Torah. But he had lost it. He had gone away from it. And only in, at the age of 40 did he have the insight to realize that he could come back to it. Rabbi Eliezer also, as the Marzu explains explicitly, Rabbi Eliezer, he, he wasn't allowed by his father to, to, to learn Torah. His father wanted him to be involved in the family business. His father cut him off when he sat down at the age of 28 to study. But as a child, he had tasted that sweetness of Torah. He had tasted, he knew that the Torah was the incredible gift of God to the Jewish people through Moshe Rabbeinu, through that Chalbesi Nemonu. But here's where it gets even deeper and more beautiful. Deeper and more beautiful. 
as I said at the beginning, you know, the letters over here, you have the mem and the mem. The mem in the middle, or the beginning, and the mem at the end. You know, the, the nun in the middle, nun at the end, tzadi in the middle, tzadi at the end. What does that idea represent? So we've mentioned that it has to do with the concept of Mashiach, of the, of the Messiah's arrival, the redemption, moving into a new stage of reality, an end time. I think that what we see in this Medrash, hinted to, in this story with the children, who ended up becoming incredibly great sages and Torah scholars, Rabbi Akiva was the Baal Masaira, all of the Masaira, all of the traditions that we have, the entire Torah, the revealed Torah and the secret hidden Torah, all of that was given over to Rabbi Akiva. We, well, all that we have today is from him. The Medrash is telling us something very, very deep, something very, very beautiful. You have a letter in the, in the beginning or in the middle, and you have a letter at the end. You have a concept which was taught by to Moshe Rabbeinu, to Moses, and it was forgotten. It was it was it was brought back by the tzayfim, by the by the prophets. But one shot here is very cool. It's really interesting. One of the pshatim in the Mephorshim here is that the tzayfim. Who are the tzayfim? Chazal say that after the prophets, after prophecy left the Jewish people, it was given over to children and to fools. There's a certain purity that a child learns with, that he can see something that we adults perhaps don't see. The beginning of a person's life, before they've become inundated with all of the messages of this world, all of the pull of this world, there's a purity there, which is represented by the first of these letters, Manspach. But there's that, that purity can be lost, like it happened, as happened with Rabbi Leezer and Rabbi Akiva, they lost that purity, they went out into the world, they pursued material pursuits. But there's an, there's a, there's a memesophis, there's a remembering that happens, the children saw it at the beginning, but they were able to come back to it at the end. There was a concept that was taught by Moshe Rabbeinu, but it was recalled, by a later generation, by the prophets, or perhaps the children. There's a recollection. There's something which is imbued into us, which is there inside of us, which we were taught, perhaps in the deepest depths of our subconscious when we were inside of our mother's womb, by the malach, by that angel that teaches us, and we are caused to forget as we come into the world. But it's there for us to uncover it's there for us to realize. It's there for us to remember. And it, and it's it's always possible for us to unearth it. It might be at the age of 28. It might be at the age of 40. It might be at the age of 80. But it's possible. It's possible to unearth. Now, what does that have to do with Bracious? So I want to share with you a small... I don't want to read it inside because it would be too lengthy. But there's a Medrash immediately before this Manspach Medrash, which speaks about the fact that the Torah begins with the letter Beis, Beratius, in the beginning. And the question is, why does it begin with the letter Beis? Beis is the second letter of the alphabet. Shouldn't the Torah begin with the letter Aleph? That's the real beginning. The letter Aleph is the first letter of the alphabet. The letter Aleph represents the spiritual one. Aleph is the Aleph, is the Aleph is the Alufah God is the spiritual one who is referred to as the one, the first why do we start with the letter Bez, which refers to a duality? Why do we talk about duality? Why don't we start with Aleph, which is the, the one, which is Hashem? 
Shazar Elikim Barabrashis. God created. God created. Why does it say in the beginning God created? Why does it start with the letter Bez? And one of the explanations here is that the Aleph, the real creation happens later. The Aleph waits for its moment. And its moment is Anoichi Hashem Lekecho. Anoichi Hashem Lekecho. When God speaks out the Ten Commandments to the Jewish people, the entire nation, one and a half million people strong, hears this incredible prophetic revelation, Anoichi Hashem Lekecho, I am Hashem your God, the Aleph. That's the real beginning. But that beginning was actually hidden way, way, way in the true beginning, in the Bracious Barah Lekim. As it says here, the bays, if you look at the letter bays, so there's a little tail of the bays. As Mephorshim explained, the little tail of that bays points back. It points back to the Aleph. Which means that although it seems, as we look at the world, as we look at, at creation, we look at the physical realm, that there's, there's just a physical realm. There's no deeper spiritual element to it. It's not something that's, that's immediately apparent. But if you look more carefully, even the physical reality points to its origin, to its true origin, which is the Aleph, which comes before the base, and which is revealed at a later point in time, which is revealed 2,448 years later after creation, with the word Anoichi. So I don't know the full explanation of the last three words of this message, but it says, Anoichi Dereb Meir. I don't know what the Dereb Meir is, but what I do believe is the understanding of this message is, you want to understand what this message is saying? You want to know what the secret of this medrash is? It's found in Anoichi. It's found in the word Anoichi. Anoichi means I. It means the first of the Ten Commandments. It's who created this world? Where does it start? Where does it get hidden? Where does it get forgotten? And where does that memory return? That memory returns through the children. And those children will also forget. May also forget. May not. May have a Rebbe Yeshua. A great Torah sage who throughout his entire life is dedicated and, and, and committed to learning and teaching Torah. But there's also going to be the Rebbe Liezer who doesn't learn till he's 28 and the Rebbe Akiva who doesn't learn till he's 40. But had that foundation at the very beginning and had that recognition of who gave the Torah. Hashem gave the Torah. He's a Neaman. He's The Torah is trustworthy. The Torah is, is, has a true foundation. Each of these letters represent something at the beginning and something at the end. They represent the fact that there will be a 2,000 year gulus. The Jewish people will for such a long time. Rabbi Akiva, you know, imagine Rabbi Akiva for 40 years of his life. When he's a little child, he studied the Torah, but for 35 years of his life, however long it was, he was in gulus. That's, that's, that's a long time. That's half of, of an average person's life. It was so 2,000 years the Jewish people could forget who they are. They could be in exile and forget about Eretz Yisrael. Not have the longing to return to Eretz Yisrael, the land of their, of their foundation where they relate to and connect Hashem in the truest way. How could it be that so many people are far away for such a long time and yet they return in the end? That's the secret of, the, of, the, of these letters, of the Manspach letters. The secret is, we are Im- imbued, we are uh, infused with the Aleph at the beginning, and the beginning of Rashis, from beginning to end. 
It's there, it's inside of us. It's dormant. But it's waiting for that spark to ignite and be returned to the Anoichi, to the one, to the to the one who is the eye of all existence, to Hashem, the Aleph, the beginning, the first, the root, the seed. At the beginning of Bracious, we need to have this message. We need to know that the Torah was given 3,300 years ago, but it remains alive today. And there's a, a revival, a return to the Torah. There's a return to the place where the Torah is properly kept, Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel. That return is representative of, or is represented by Rabbi Yezir and Rabbi Kiva who forgot they forgot their Torah. They forgot their connection, but they had it from the beginning. They knew the power and the truth and the namonus, the true, the incredible integrity of the Torah. And they were able to return to that integrity. They were able to return. They were able to find the letter at the beginning of their life and find that letter in the middle or end of their, in the end of that journey through this world and back to return back to the source the spirituality which imbues our lives with incredible meaning. I want to bless you. I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us as we begin this new year. We should be able to return to the soul of who we are, to the Aleph. We should be able to recognize the base pointing back to that Aleph. We should be able to recognize within ourselves the moments of inspiration that we've had perhaps as children or throughout our lives, but find that new end and new beginning just as Rebbe Lezer and Rekiva did Become great. Become great leaders. Recognize the Anoichi. May Hashem help us to merit that we should experience the true Manspach, the true revelation, the end, which is the beginning, with Mashiach, with the Messiah's arrival, speedily and in our days. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.